Welcome to the Ashley T. Lee Podcast, and here is Ashley. Thanks for joining me. Today we'll do something a little different. I published a book called Sharing Christ God's Way that's on Amazon, and in the course at my church on evangelism, we used it to understand more about how to share Christ with others. The class asked me to do a short podcast on a lecture I recently gave in class, and here it is for you. Why would this benefit you? Well, the harvest is ripe, and there are family members, strangers at grocery stores and other types of stores that you might frequent, who don't know Christ as their Savior. I live in a southern city in the so-called Bible Belt, but in the last three years, I've run across three people who never even heard the name Jesus. There is such a need out in our society, but most people don't know it. The point is, it is time for all of us to learn to share Christ. So now, here's the short podcast on sharing Christ. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about the state of the lost world today in our day and age. One, what are the lost people of today thinking? The lost people feel like nobody cares about them. You know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Next, the lost people want to be heard, so listen to them. That's where you learn to meet their need. For example, they might desire peace or rest, or their worry might be fear of death, etc. Your goal is to figure out their needs as you engage them. Next, it's important to know that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are unbelieving and perishing. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. So you need to cater your message to your audience, and listening enables you to do that. Then remember that evil is good to them. So don't point out their specific sin saying things like, if you're living with your boyfriend, you need to move out. Since they're not saved, the God of this age has blinded them. The world is shouting so loudly, sin's okay. So they aren't paying attention to their conscience, the law that God has written on their hearts. When we bring up the Ten Commandments, This helps to draw their attention to the law that God has already written on their hearts. This is from Romans 2.15, which says, Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law. These, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. For example, here's what you could say to draw their attention to the commandments in order to wake up their conscience. Have you ever thought about what happens when people die? The Bible says they'll be judged by the Ten Commandments. Wow, those are tough to keep. Have you looked at them? So that's what you could say to someone. And 2 Corinthians 4.4 says... The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they can't see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The God of this age, 2 Corinthians 4 refers to, is Satan. So we're there to bring understanding because he's blinded them. 2. Why believers should share Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21 gives us the who, the what, and the why of evangelism. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, 
and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, which is sharing our faith. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, Jesus, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The point is that God made us a new creation and then he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And we are his ambassadors sent out to implore others on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God, just like 2 Corinthians 5 told us. Here's the win. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So the time we need to be sharing Christ is now, because now is the day of salvation. 3. Use of the law in sharing Christ. Romans 3.19 says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. You see, the lost person is under the law because when they die, God will judge them by the law of the Ten Commandments. So they can't argue with the law. Every mouth of an unbeliever will be stopped once they hear and understand the law. The key here is that they understand this law. That's why you need to get an agreement from them as you go through the commandments. Here's an example. Hi, have you ever looked at what we'll be judged by when we die? The Ten Commandments, I mean, those are tough to keep. Don't lie. Who hasn't told a lie? I have. Yeah, me too. There was agreement number one, and then you might mention, and who hasn't stolen a cookie from the cookie jar? And then there's what Jesus called looking with lust, which is adultery in the heart. I mean, who hasn't looked with lust? You go to movies or even watch TV commercials, and it's almost impossible not to lust. Yeah, that one is tough for me also. In that encounter, we went through three commandments, and they agreed to breaking two of them. There you have their agreement, which proves that they have understanding. Then Psalm 19.7 says about the Ten Commandments, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This verse gives another proof that the law makes the simple mind of the lost wise about the things of God, and they gain understanding. Out of the thousands of people that I've shared Christ with, overwhelmingly I've heard people say, that really made sense to me. I've had many people talk to me about God, but what you just told me made so much sense. Galatians 3.24 also says about the Ten Commandments, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we may be justified by faith. Once someone's conscience has been awakened by the Ten Commandments, they understand their problem of sin, and they see the solution of Christ's blood shed to cover their sin, and they're justified by their new faith in Christ. Thus, they're reconciled to God. Now let's talk about the rich young ruler. Jesus used the law with the rich young ruler also. He came to Jesus asking, what can I do to inherit eternal life? The point is, we cannot do anything. That's why Jesus said, no one is good, no, not one. Only God can save us once we repent and believe Jesus died to cover our sin. What was Jesus' reply to the rich young ruler? He said, you know the commandments. 
Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. Then the disciples said, Who then can get to heaven? And Jesus said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Jesus is God, and he came to earth to save all mankind who repent and believe. 4. Scripts for Sharing Christ A system to remember this is called SPAT. When I first started witnessing, I liked the four spiritual laws because they had a little book to take the people through, but unfortunately, this didn't work well because it never seemed to expose sin. You see, we all have a problem that needs a solution. What solution? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus' blood shed is the new covenant of God, and our sins are washed clean by his blood. Once you begin talking to someone about this, your goal with the lost person you're talking to is to take their spiritual temperature. You have a spiritual thermometer, and you want to see what their temperature is. For instance, maybe they grew up atheist, but they went to church in high school a few times with their best friend, or maybe even their grandmother took them. One time, when I was talking to a universalist and asked her to church, I realized as I was sharing Christ with her that she seemed to know a lot about God. So I said, wow, you seem to know a lot about what I'm telling you. She said she went to a Christian school for a few years. That's a temperature that you need to uncover because you can highlight on that point and build the Christian message on it. Another point is that you need to consistently gain their permission when you're talking to them. For example, if you could know today that you're going to heaven and you'll live forever with God, would you want to know? Yes. Well, right now you're at work. Do you have time for me to tell you? Yes, I do. These are checkpoint type of questions that must be asked as you go through the gospel message so that you don't lose your audience and you guarantee that they're listening and understanding what you're saying. Remember, understanding is the key to receiving the seeds you're planting. Now let's go through SPAT individually. One, situation. Assess your situation wherever you are, at the store, with family, with friends, with strangers, maybe at a musical event, etc. Assessing your situation along with prayer is a constant part of evangelism. You can ask God, who might you want me to talk to today? That's part of your prayer before you share. Then you need an icebreaker after general chit-chat. Here's an example from a person approaching you at a grocery store. Them. Hi, I have a question for you. Do you know what's going on in the world today? I'm trying to find answers. Yeah, there's so much going on today. But trust me, there are answers. Really? Yes, God has answers. Do you have a Christian or spiritual background? No, I grew up atheist, but I used to go to church with my friends. Oh, that's cool. So when you went to church, did they tell you how to get to heaven? Mm, not that I remember. H how do you get to heaven? If they don't ask how do you get to heaven, then you can ask them, would you like to know how to get to heaven? And then you can go from there. Two, problem. When someone sees they have a problem, they desire a solution. And if they don't think they have a problem, then they'll run from solutions. So you need to get them primed to recognize their problem so that they want to know the solution of Christ. A good example is if someone's drowning and you help them, many times they fight you because they don't realize their dilemma. The point is that the lost person needs to look into the mirror of the law to see their problem of sin. James 1, 21-25 is the reference here. Here's the script for problem. 
Well, first, let's look at what God will judge us by when we die. It's his law, the Ten Commandments. Those are tough. Have you ever seen them? It says, don't lie, don't steal, honor your parents, and so on. I I mean, these are tough to keep. Who hasn't told a lie? Yeah, I know. I've told a lie. Yeah, me too. And who hasn't stolen a piece of candy or disobeyed their parents? And then it gets worse. Who can ride home after work and not look with lust at the billboards and TV commercials at home? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I run, run into that all the time. Yeah, so that's the problem. We have sin that separates us from God. He created you to be with him forever. But God the Father is so holy and perfect that even with one little lie, you can't come into his presence. But the good news is he made a way out. He loves you so much that he sent his only son to earth to die for you, to take your sin. Jesus came to earth as a man, and as a man, he can be around sin. So Jesus lived a perfect life without sin so that he could be the sacrifice for our sins. Then he died on the cross and was buried and raised from the dead. Have you ever heard of the sacrifices of the Israelites used to cover their sin? Not really. Well, Jesus was called the Passover lamb, symbolizing the angel of death that passed over the Jews in Egypt. This is a good thing to say, especially with Muslims, because they love Moses and they know about this fact. So you can tweak and word that a little differently if you want. Three, answer. Jesus is a solution to this problem. He's the answer. So here's a script for answer. So you see, Jesus took your sin on himself, freeing you from sin that separates you from God. That's a wonderful solution. Don't you agree? Yeah, but how do I get the solution? Four, trust. This emphasizes good news and tells them how to ask God for forgiveness and eternal life. Here's a script for trust. To come to Christ, you only need to repent and believe that Jesus died for your sins on the cross. Just talk to God and ask him to forgive your sins and tell him that you believe Jesus died for you. The Bible says that you become a new creation with a new heart and a new mind. Then the special gift God gives you is his Holy Spirit to live inside you and guide you into righteousness. Righteousness is right living without sin. So when you start to lie, God's Spirit will be tapping you on the shoulder saying in your heart and mind, remember, you're a new creation, so don't lie. No, no, no. You're a new creation, so don't lust after that man's wife. Don't dishonor your parents, and so on. Just now, we divided the script into four parts, spat, for demonstration. But now, let's go through the full script from beginning to end. Hi, how are you today? Fine, thanks. Did you get one of these? It's a gift. Whoa, for me? Yeah, it has a Christian message on it. Do you have any type of Christian background? No, not really. My dad was an atheist, and my mom used to be Catholic. Oh, I see. Well, when you were growing up, did you ever go to church with friends or other family? Yeah, my grandmother took me to church about once a month for a few years before she died. Oh, that's so neat. I I bet you miss her. Yeah, I do. She was a strong Christian lady and always had her Bible out on her table. That's special. Wow. Did she tell you anything about the Bible? Mm, Not really. Well, did you hear anything at her church about how to get to heaven? Mm, I mean, I might have, but I really don't remember. Would you like to know how to get to heaven? Mm, I guess. Well, is it okay if I tell you what the Bible says about how to get to heaven? Sure. Well, first, it's important to see what God is like. God the Father is so holy and perfect that sin can't even get near him. 
And that's a problem because we all have sin. Did you realize that? No, no, I never thought about it. Well, God wrote out his Ten Commandments, and he'll use them to judge us when we die. Have you ever looked at them? Mm, Not really. I mean, those are tough to keep. They say don't lie, don't steal, don't look with lust, and obey your parents. I mean, I've told a lie, and probably the whole world has too. Yeah, yeah, I, I know I've lied. Yes, and who hasn't stolen a cookie from the cookie jar? And then it gets worse. Jesus said to look with lust is like committing adultery in your heart. Whoa, I've definitely done that. I never heard that before. Yeah, me too. I mean, who can drive home and watch TV without looking with lust? The billboards and movies are full of lustful scenes. So this is a problem having sin because we can't come into God's presence, even with one little lie. He's just that perfect. Oh, really? Yeah, but there's good news. God created you to be with him forever, so he made a way out. Well, what is it? He loves you so much that he came to earth as a man where he can be in the presence of sin. So Jesus, the Son of God, can be around sin. But he lived a perfect life with no sin so that he could go to the cross and die for us. You see, he took our punishment for us. He was innocent and we were guilty. But when he shed his blood on that cross, he paid for our sin. Then when we die, we won't be guilty, but God will say, you're free to go into blissful life in heaven. Really? Why why would he do that? Because, like I said, God created you for fellowship with him forever. Isn't that amazing? He loves you so much that he would sacrifice his only son. Wow. Do you have any idea how to receive this gift of eternal life? Mm, Not really. How? Well, all you do is talk to God and ask him to forgive your sins and tell him you believe Jesus died for your sins. Then the Bible says you become a new creation with a new heart and a new mind. God also gives you the gift of his Holy Spirit to come live inside of you to help you. It's like God's Spirit's tapping you on the shoulder, helping you to see, don't lie anymore because you're a new creation now. Don't look with lust anymore. Remember, you're a new creation. So would you like to ask God for forgiveness right now? Yeah, actually, I would. Well, this is between you and God. So talk to him from your heart and ask him to forgive you and tell him you believe Jesus died for you. You can do that now if you want to. So at this point, let them pray from their heart. Remember, you can't pray them into heaven, so let them pray. If they don't want to pray with you, then give them one of the more in-depth tracks and say, this tells you what we talked about today. Then tell them to make sure and talk to God wherever they are and that they don't need to do anything special because God will hear them. I hope you gleaned a lot from this information today, and I'm praying that you'll plant many seeds for salvation in Christ during the upcoming holiday season. Remember, people want to know what's going to happen to them when they die. Next week, we'll continue in the book of Matthew. So I'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for the Ashley T. Lee Podcast. This podcast was produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. And to find out more about Ashley, go to ashleytlee.com. If you would like to help or contribute to Ashley T. Lee Ministries, click on contact at ashleytlee.com.